right, hey guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Alquez, and this is your best life defined. So, you know, you, my wife and I we decided to hit the road. We well, actually, that wasn't how it started. We we actually decided we needed to live a different life. I was out, I was out mowing lawns and doing yard work and doing all kinds of crap that I just just really didn't enjoy doing. And and my wife was the same. The kids were all grown, and we were sitting in this big ass house. I had three thousand square feet. She'd be in there on a Saturday, dusting and cleaning, vacuuming rooms that no one had been in in two months. The kids were gone. And I'm out mowing the lawn, pulling weeds, and taking care of an acre and a quarter of land and trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with the cow on the back lot. You know, I'd, my dad had, had died, and we had this cow back there, and I'd been feeding it. It was just time to get this stuff done. And I'm out there engaged in all this activity, and, and I just didn't have any other idea of what to do. And 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 this brings up the issue of not knowing. We, 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 we just don't know what we don't know, and that seems kind of ironic. But it's actually not. It's actually pretty intuitive if you think about it. So, so when we when we jumped off in this life together, uh, my wife and I we really didn't have any idea other than what everyone else was doing. I mean, my dad had a house and he had debt and he had cars and he, and that and that was the model that was given to us. So naturally, we would jump right in there. But the truth was is. We didn't have any other plan. There was no other idea or other strategy for how our life is supposed to be lived. So, of course, we follow the pattern that's given to us. And what's really interesting about that is the pattern we're given, we actually inherit. Because no matter what you think about why you've made your choices, there is a reason that everyone seems to make the same exact choices. I mean, granted, with with variations, I mean, someone who makes twice as much as you is going to have twice as much crap as you, and their house is going to be twice as big as yours, and their cars are going to be twice as fancy. But the truth is, we all fall into that debt. And what's ironic about that is that part of that is that the idea of securing a loan that's going to keep you trapped in a mortgage keep you working for 30 years and to incur all this debt and even more than that to incur all kinds of stuff that you that most of us really don't need part of it's because that's the plan but whether option is there i mean when i talk about you know living your best life a lot of people look at me like what, what the hell is that supposed to mean i am living my best life well yeah as long as you use the model that's been handed to you you are and as long as you don't have any idea that there might be another option out there, well, sure. And and this this works from the, the global aspect of your entire life to any of the choices that we make within our lives. I mean, if the only thing you've ever eaten is tacos, and you believe tacos are the most amazing food in the world, and you've never experienced anything else, how would you know that filet mignon or sushi is equally or even more amazing than tacos? You don't. And, and that, that was where we were at. We were looking at this big-ass house and, and just doing this work, going through the motions and, and grinding it out. And I didn't have any idea what other option we had. All I knew was this wasn't working for me. I was, I was 54, 55. I don't know. Actually, I was in my, just coming up on 50 years old. And I was just, just kind of done with this pulling weeds and mowing lawns. And I got, had to think there has to be something better out there. And so we started searching, and that's where knowing what you don't, you don't know what you don't know comes in. We didn't know about RVing or full-time RVing. We didn't know about residential fifth wheels, a fifth wheel that actually has a washer and dryer, dishwasher, and is actually designed to live in full-time. And 
but we started looking for options beyond the choice that everyone else was making and we discovered this 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 great opportunity for us now i am not recommending that everyone follows this lead but what i'm saying is even in with us our choice was drastic we didn't we not only stepped away from the life we were living but we stepped into a life we had never lived and we built it up in our minds i did a lot of self-talk about it because that's where you get the motivation to continue when you're doubting yourself is to to create a story in your head a dialogue and have this constant dialogue that actually enhances your your perception of the things you want to do so we were talking about it and actually RVing wasn't our first choice my well it wasn't my first choice my my wife was always a little apprehensive she she's like what because my first choice was actually introduced to me by an inmate at the federal prison this guy was he was just your typical sailor he had the big beard and he was kind of overweight and he was just kind of gruff and but nicest guy in the world and he was in my vocational CAD class and he's talking about his sailboat. He, he actually bought a sailboat while he was in prison, or I guess his brother bought it for him, and they had it certified or inspected, whatever you do on sailing. And, and he's talking about how cool it is. He sailed around the world twice, and, and he, uh, he spends most of his time in the Caribbean. And he's just talking about the life and how leisurely it is and how cool it is uh, just to be out on the water. And, and he got me kind of excited about it because I didn't know anything about sailing. I'd, and he assured me, you know, you can do it. You can, if that's your choice, you can buy a boat and you can learn to sail and you can do it safely. So I jump off on this whole thing where I'm going to become a sailor. And and I, I read like five books and I've mentioned this before. And it was really an exciting idea because, and it came with the perfect time because Sandy and I were ready to change. We were ready to learn something new, to find a new direction for ourselves. So we, I jump into this thing, both feet. Now I wasn't going to buy anything, but I had already decided that the, the best way to go would be to buy a catamaran because they're more stable than a sailboat and they have more room. So I'd, I'd send that up. And, and then I read this book. And again, it comes down to not know, you don't know what you don't know, right? I started reading this book about heavy weather sailing, and I read through it, and I'm trying to learn how to heave to and all these great terms. And my, uh, but I read this one book, and it was about this guy, and he, he actually was talking about being stuck in a storm for like seven days. For seven days, he's just fighting this storm out in the middle of the ocean and about not getting any sleep at all and about the cabin of his sailboat being a mess. And, and just it felt like he was going to die. And I mean, seasickness was, it wouldn't even describe it. I mean, it was miserable for him. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, and I talked to my wife about it. I, th I think we can do it. And she's like, I don't know. I don't think so. So, but that was where our, our adventure started. Well, then we started looking at RVs and one thing led to the other. And now here I sit in our fifth wheel and we're hanging out, having fun, waiting for the world to open back up so we can continue our adventure. But had we never, had I never embarked on that quest for knowledge, that quest to find more and to learn more about the world and what my options are, I never would have gotten there. I never would have gotten to where I am now. And and that's true. Now, maybe maybe the RV life isn't your isn't your thing. Maybe sailing isn't your thing. But did you know that just because you aren't quite into the RV thing and you want to dump your don't want to dump your money into a sailboat that you can still have access to more of your life simply by making the choices that you make fit who you are and the life you want to live. Now, I know that seems kind of 
I don't know, maybe maybe you understand it, maybe you don't. But the point I'm making here is that if, if you love anything, whatever your love is, I mean, I love hiking and I love being outdoors. So I've said this before. We actually didn't know this at the time, but by making the choice to live in a fifth wheel, we actually built, are able to build our adventure around our home. I mean, this house is a launch pad. It's not the, it's not the most elegant. It's not something I pull up into an RV park and go, yeah, and I'm all bowed up and thinking, man, I'm just the shit because I got this big ass fifth wheel. No, that's not how it works. I pull this fifth wheel around because it allows me to park it in different places in the country where I can launch my life from. We're talking about getting kayaks for Florida this time, and and I'm not sure exactly where this next year is going to take us, but it's going to involve some activities that we've never had access to before because we've never been able to. I mean, we're going to do some snorkeling, and we're going to go down to the Florida Keys and do some great stuff down there. But when you look at your life, the question that I would be asking if I was you is, is, is the, is, are the choices you're making, do they enhance your access to the things you love? And I mentioned the guy with the big-ass boat and the crappy house. I, I wrote that in the book, too. It's kind of a cool story. But basically, if you're not like 100% into the old, whole better homes and gardens thing that goes on in the world and, and that you love painting and taking care of your house and you take true pride in, in the home that you own, then why not downsize that home and all your assets so that you can free up the, the money and the time to access the things you do love. If, you, if you're if you an avid mountain biker or a hiker, then how much do you need to accommodate you as far as a house goes? I mean, basically, if your thing is an outdoor, outdoor sports, outdoor events, whatever it is you love to do, then that house is simply your launch pad, whether it has wheels or it's a stick and bricks. And if you, I mean, granted, if you are into your vehicle, if you love the idea of owning a brand new truck or a brand new car, regardless of the price, and, and you're out there claying it and cleaning it and rubbing it like you would a, a new bride, then, then do it live it but if if that's not your thing then maybe instead of owning that seventy thousand dollar truck because you were persuaded by whatever the the mental junk food uh to to that that would make you happy and give you success and make you uh popular and accepted maybe you could step away from that and you could actually buy you a truck that is uh that serves your purpose maybe an older toyota pickup or some four-wheel drive that allow you access to your life because again i i don't care what anybody says my my 2015 chevy silverado it's a one ton it's a fifty-two thousand dollar truck does exactly the same thing as my son's 89 toyota pickup and he paid a thousand dollars for his toyota and he has about a thousand dollars into it and it does exactly the same thing. Is it as fancy as mine? No, no. Mine has leather seats. He has. He barely has seats in his. But he's he's pimping his ride out. But the point is, he doesn't owe any money on it. And when I want to drive my truck to go fishing, I do. And when he wants to drive his truck to go fishing, he can as well. And that's that's really the point. See, there it seems to be a dilution in our in our ability to know who we are in our in our in our knowledge of our own selves of who we are in the inside because of all the marketing and all the ideas we've been given. And unless you unless you step outside your box and you learn about things you don't know anything about, how will you ever capture that amazing thing that you've been waiting for? How do you ever step from where you are now into something completely new that you've discovered, not only about yourself, but about life? Because you actually said, you know, 
I've never done it before, but I think I'm going to go rock climbing. I'm going to learn. I'm going to join a rock climbing gym or go take a lesson in rock climbing. Or, or maybe, maybe I am going to get on some website that allows you to work for passage on a sailboat and sail from here to the Caribbean next summer or next spring. I mean, it's scary as hell. That's a scary thought for us, and that's something we would like to do. But it is scary. I mean, I've never been on a sailboat and sailed across the uh, from Florida to to the Caribbean. But it can happen. I mean, but but you have to find those opportunities because the saddest part of whole, this whole thing is, let's say that you spend your entire life doing what your parents and grandparents did, and it's only at the end of your life that you realize, I should have done this. I should have done that. See, and I'm not... I'm not against working. I work hard every day, and that's how success is created, even with this. I mean, when you think about stepping outside your box, had I never stepped into the idea of doing a podcast and making that decision, which is was a relatively recent decision. I've only started this like 15, 16 days ago. I'd been thinking about it for about a year, but I hadn't only been thinking about it seriously for about a month before I actually kicked it off the ground, and I'd never done it before. Didn't know anything about it. Didn't know how it worked. I kind of had an idea computer-wise and technology-wise of how to pull it off. But I've never actually done this before. And I'm enjoying it. I mean, I don't care if anyone else likes it or not. My goal is being achieved. I'm actually able to reach out and talk to those of you who are interested in living your best life and, and to learn from some of the experiences I've had. And, and, it, and it's cool. I mean, what do you know about podcasting? I mean, I don't know where this has taken me, but I know it's pretty cool and I'm not stopping. I'm motivated every day to do this. And had I never stepped outside my box and learned what I didn't know, I never would have done it. And I would have possibly given up on my dream to help you and given on my dream to share my knowledge. And not only with you, this you're not the only reason that I'm doing this. This is for me. Because as I sit here and I talk to you, I get to reflect on what I'm saying and to establish the credibility. I need to look at that and vet it to make sure that I'm not feeding you a line of crap. And by doing it, it proves that it's legitimate. I don't know where this is going, but I know that the more you give in life, whether it's words or kindness or the effort to help other people, the more you get. And that's where I'm hedging my bet. I'll never ask you for any money. I will never ask you to donate to me because I put so much effort in this because I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I look around and I see people like you who are struggling. You, Granted, even if you're not swimming in debt, I mean, there are things that you wake up in the morning to that you don't actually enjoy, that don't inspire you. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, what can we replace that? Where can we find our motivation for our next dream? And it comes down to stepping outside the box and doing something you've never done before. And it's, it's working. I mean, I'm not stuck in this life. I'm not stuck living in a fifth wheel. It's a choice. And it's a choice because right now, this fifth wheel provides me with a launch pad to do the things I love to do. So, but I don't know. I just, I, I'm giving this to you because I care about you. I care about the idea that there's going to be someone who hears my words and says, you know what? Maybe we should evaluate where we're at. Maybe we should learn some new things and do some new things that are kind of scary or unnerving. Because, because I can tell you, um, and I've mentioned it before, my wife and I, in getting started on our new life and launching our life in the direction that it's headed or that it is now, we actually started out by camping on the top of a mountain. We spent two and a half years hiking in the backcountry of Colorado. And 
scariest crap I've ever done. I mean, for a number of reasons. I mean, there's a point. I think I call it the the break point. And so you you load up your packs, and we'd usually go out about between nine and thirteen miles out to some mountain lake. And there's a point when you realize that you you are it. I mean, and we'd be hiking along, and my wife was always in front of me, so I can she can set the pace because I tend to walk faster than her. But I mean, there was a point where we're hiking to this mountain uh, mountain lake, and it's early spring, so there's still some snow and stuff. But we hit this particular section of of trail, and it's not actually trail. What it is, it's this like it's like a quarter mile of just rock slide. And there's somewhat of a trail in there, but you're just picking your way through it. And it's, I don't know how steep it was. It's steep as hell. I mean, there's not a shoulder. You're just kind of walking on this narrow trail. And if you tumble, you're tumbling down this steep slope on on rocks, on granite, right? So we're up there and I tell her, I said, okay, I'm going to hold on to your backpack and we're going to do lockstep. So you're going to step, I'm going to step, and we're going to do this for a quarter mile because I don't want her tumbling off the side of this tri- uh, this trail and neither do I. And I figure for if we got four legs on the ground and we're connected, it'll probably work a little better. But that, that shit's scary. And then I have told you about the bears. We were hyper hyper vigilant or hyper sensitive to the idea that some bear is going to eat us and so what we did was we uh we'd we'd spend most most nights restless sitting up in the tent every time we'd hear a noise what was that what was that and and i used to carry a 12 gauge shotgun my bear gun i don't carry it anymore because bear spray is much more effective and safer but i mean those are things that we wouldn't know anything about had we not experienced them and what's cool is even though those were scary events in our lives, by being exposed to that type of stuff, it, it opens the door. It, it, that exposure therapy, it actually makes us more willing to go ahead and put ourselves in positions that are scary or uncomfortable. And that's the other side of learning what you don't know. I mean, because you don't know what you don't know. And stepping out into those into those areas and 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 experiencing things you never imagined you would do even if it turns out not to be your thing or even it turns out to be the crap that you thought it was there's the opportunity for the benefit to be there and and you're not risking anything i'm not talking about i'm not talking about spending every dollar you have on an airplane because you think maybe you want to be a pilot they're a lot more simpler and a lot more um a lot more opportunities for you to do that that doesn't cost you your entire livelihood and i guess that's what i'm saying so do yourself a favor don't be afraid to step out there i know you got a plan and it's hard to get out of your box but start looking at some stuff have you have you eaten sushi have you done a podcast have you ever posted a live video to facebook even though i'm not much into facebook what things haven't you done and what things don't you know anything about because the saddest thing in the world would be for you to hit your hit your final days when the only thing that's important to you is looking at the past because you don't have a future, to realize at that point that there was something that you should have done or that you did that turned out to be amazing and now you're out of time. So anyway, I just want to help you. I just want to say, hey, um, I'm going to keep rolling like this. As you can see, I don't have time to give a shit about the naysayers and the people who think I'm crazy for what I'm doing or don't have any value in what I'm saying because I don't have time for that. I'm going to continue to grow. And if you want to join me on this journey, you get to see how this evolves because the truth is I'm not giving up. I've kind of found my thing. I enjoy what I'm doing right now. And you're going to get to see how to evolve into a podcaster. And I have no doubt there will come a time when people will say, "I oh, I know you. 
and my following will increase because the information I'm given is, number one, it's free, and it's valuable for those who want to apply it. Now, can't change the people who don't, and that's fine. But this is going to help me, and hopefully it'll help you. So until next time, hey, listen, my name's Chris Saquez, and as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.